Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life, the largest ministry in the church focused exclusively on ending abortion. Good to be with you. Let's go into the presence of God together. Let's, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we come into your presence, joyful at your call, joyful that you speak your word to us, sorrowful for our sins, keep us free from them in the future, and eager to spread your kingdom, eager to defend life. Bless us now as we listen to your word. Bless us now as we pray for one another. Bless us now as we recommit ourselves to following your Son, Jesus Christ, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. In the third month after their departure from the land of Egypt, on its first day, the children of Israel came to the desert of Sinai. After the journey from Rephidim to the desert of Sinai, they pitched camp. While Israel was encamped there in front of the mountain, The Lord told Moses, I am coming to you in a dense cloud, so that when the people hear me speaking with you, they may always have faith in you also. When Moses then had reported to the Lord the response of the people, the Lord added, Go to the people and have them sanctify themselves today and tomorrow. Make them wash their garments and be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai, before the eyes of all the people. On the morning of the third day, there were peals of thunder and lightning and a heavy cloud over the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast, so that all the people in the camp trembled. But Moses led the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stationed themselves at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was all wrapped in smoke, for the Lord came down upon it in fire, The smoke rose from it as though from a furnace, and the whole mountain trembled violently. The trumpet blast grew louder and louder while Moses was speaking and God answering him with thunder. When the Lord came down to the top of Mount Sinai, he summoned Moses to the top of the mountain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God is both terrifying and attractive. I've spoken to you before about these two sides of God. Theologians have commented on it throughout the centuries. Mysterium tremendum, the majesty, the thunder, the trembling of a mountain, the thick, dark smoke. You know, there's a verse that you didn't hear here when 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 the readings are proclaimed in church sometimes in order to not be overly lengthy but not to miss the point either or change the meaning. The, word, the readings are shortened and certain verses are taken out. So one of the verses skipped over in what I just read you is uh, verse 12. And you shall set limits for the people all around, saying, Take care not to go up into the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. Mysterium tremendum. I want to keep away, keep my distance. God is telling them keep their distance. 
Because, friends, we always have to remember the distance that there is between us and God. No matter how much He loves us, lives in us, embraces us, there's still an infinite difference between Creator and creation, between the Almighty and us weak creatures, between the All-Holy and us sinners, between the Immortal One and us mortals. There's always a tremendous gap, a tremendous difference, a tremendous distinction, and we should not forget it. We should never lose our awe in the presence of God. You can be embraced. You can be married to. God says He marries His people. He shed His blood for us. He lives in us. An awesome God can do that. In fact, God wouldn't do that if He weren't so awesome. But we can't forget the mysterium tremendum. And that's what this reading brings forth. There's another verse that was skipped over here. Verse 15, And he said to the people, Be ready for the third day. Do not go near a woman. Now, isn't that interesting? People wonder why we do have the tradition in the church, although it's not universal, 100%, but the tradition that uh, priests don't get married. The kingdom of God has broken into the world And it's leading to a fullness in eternal life where there will be no marriage. There will be no marriage in heaven. Oh, we'll be with those who were married to us here on earth in a union deeper and more joyful than we could ever imagine. But there won't be marriage as such or the begetting of children. We'll be like the angels. We'll have bodies. But we'll be like the angels, Jesus said. And somebody has got to witness to the fact that the kingdom of God, in which that will be the reality, has broken into the world. Somebody's got to be a living sign. When God breaks into the world, when His kingdom is manifested among us, it captures and captivates Demanding our total response. I mean, marriage between a man and a woman is a sign, is a sacrament, is a symbol of this utter, eternal, infinite union of God and His people. It's a sign of the bigger marriage between Christ and His church. The reality of being united with Him in perfect love. So this was a manifestation of God. This was a breaking in of the kingdom and power of God. He was about to give the law... So the people were to prepare themselves in such a way that what was being emphasized was not the relationship of a man and a woman and a marriage. It's not saying there's anything wrong or evil about that. On the contrary, it's holy. But what it was saying was now's the time to focus not on that, but on the relationship we each have with the Almighty whose kingdom coming into our world, breaking into our history, demands our full attention, our full submission. Our full communion. He's about to tell us who we are as a people. He's about to give us the commandments, the code by which we are to live, by which we are to be like Him. God, the Eternal One. And so, it's interesting. Don't go near a woman. 
There were peals of thunder and lightning, a heavy cloud, a heavy loud trumpet blast. God himself, awesome as he is, nevertheless deigning to speak to us. Don't be afraid to come close to the God who does inspire fear. He also inspires love. He inspires confidence. We read in the letter to the Hebrews, we're no longer approaching a mountain that is trembling and the people to be fearful, but the sprinkled blood of Jesus. But remember, it's the same God. It's not that God has changed. It's that His revelation to us has progressed. He hasn't changed. But He's showing us through history, step by step, experience by experience, manifestation by manifestation, how this Almighty and Awesome One can at the same time be closer to us than we are to ourselves. Never lose awe and wonder. You know, sometimes people ask me, well, what are the temptations of a priest? And, you know, it's not that, oh, I'm going to be unfaithful to my vows or go off with some woman or commit some other kind of sin. I'll tell you what the biggest danger is. For those of us who work with the sacred every day, the sacraments and handling the body of Christ and forgiving people's sins. What's the biggest temptation? What's the biggest danger? What's the biggest trap for a priest? And we could say this for preachers of all denominations. It's losing the awe. Losing the sense of wonder. Losing that sense which makes you get up and as you're about to go to your sacred duties, makes your jaw drop and your eyes widen and makes you pause and say, wow, what am I about to do? I'm about to bring the saving grace of God to His people. I'm about to raise the dead, those dead in sin, and bring them to the life of Christ. And it's not just about the priest. I make that point to say this is the the way you should pray for priests above all. Let them never lose their sense of awe and wonder in the presence of the sacred things they do. But, but, But let's apply it to us all. Because we're all dealing with sacred realities. When we pick up the Bible, never lose your your sense of awe and wonder when you pick up that book. It's the very Word of God. The Holy Spirit is the author. Never lose your sense of wonder when you approach the sacraments. Or when you go into prayer, you're approaching the one who made the mountain shake and said anyone who touches it will die. No one can see the face of God and live, Scripture tells us. And yet we will see His face because we have been transformed into the very sons and daughters of God. That deserves awe and wonder every day. Let's pray now that we never lose that. Father, we come into Your presence and there is an appropriateness to trembling in your presence. There is an infinite distance between the all-powerful, all-knowing, Holy One, immortal, and us weak, sinful, ignorant creatures. There is an infinite distance. And yet we praise you that you bridge that gap, that you traverse that distance, that you jump into our humanity. We praise you, Lord that you have spoken to us, and that you give us salvation. 
May we always have a sense of awe in your presence and pass along that sense of awe and reverence to those around us and to our children. We pray now as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Friends, thank you for joining me. Spread the word about these programs. And don't forget to connect with me on social media on all the platforms at FR Frank Pavone. Thank you. God bless you from all of us at Priest for Life. We'll be praying for you and we'll talk to you soon. Years ago, I got to know Father Frank on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. He joined with a number of people with us. And I saw him as a very sincere, earnest young man. And I was delighted when he was my student in the seminary and he was ordained. And then I started to hear about his work with life. And I've been very pleased and amazed to stand on the side and see all that has been accomplished. There's no doubt in my mind this is a work of God, a work guided by the Holy Spirit. And now, Priestful Life has a large organization, a number of people working here, quite a large number, and including a number of priests. And the priests throughout the country who have many responsibilities put among their interests and care, Priestful Life. So I'm grateful, and I'm grateful to you for supporting this apostolate. In a way, you could say there is nothing more important than life. When there are dangerous situations, we call an ambulance. All the traffic stops. An ambulance comes to save a person's life, perhaps of a heart attack. Here we're talking about saving possibly millions of innocent unborn children. Isn't it terribly important? Isn't it of a great, great significance? And so I would encourage you, please, in your generosity, help Priestful Life. And I particularly appeal my fellow members of the clergy to support life and priests for life. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.